Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 134 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about giving, and we're going to be talking about are you giving enough? Are you giving at all? Are you giving even too much, right? We're going to talk about the amounts of our giving, uh, why they matter, uh, and what giving should actually look like in your budget and in your life today. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything that you leave there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then make sure to subscribe and review this podcast on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes every single day. And then if you need help in your financial life, you need to create a financial plan that works for you and your family and need to be held accountable to that plan over time, I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. Now, giving is not a topic uh, that a lot of people are comfortable with. It is not a topic that a lot of people really want to talk about and they really want to dive into. And that's okay, uh, but it is part of what we teach here on this show on Money's No Object. We teach uh, to give, and we give for many different reasons. And some of those reasons really include uh, it is what we have been called to do uh, biblically. That's you know the primary motivation that I have. Uh, but even if that's not your motivation, giving uh, tends to make us better people, right? By doing these things, we tend to be more outward looking than we are inward looking when it comes to our finances, which is really, really important. Uh, giving helps us to remain content. And we've talked time and time again about how contentment is so important with our finances and being content with what you have, uh, not just being you know stuck in one place and being fine with being stuck, but uh, being happy with what you have and being able to move forward uh, in a way that is not just seeking more and more money and more and more you know fame or whatever it is, uh, but in doing so uh, where you are happy in whatever situation you are in and you are truly satisfied with the gifts that God has given. That's what contentment uh, looks like, and uh, giving helps us to be content because it's saying, hey, I have enough. Uh, I have enough to live. I have enough to uh, do the things uh, that I want to do. I should also look out for others. I should also help others. And that kind of brings me to, you know, giving, it allows us to help others. It allows us to uh, help our fellow man and do some of the things that we want to do in our life with our money. Um, and giving can also help to change our hearts. Our hearts can be uh, very hard towards others. They can be very um, you know, closed off from the world around us. Uh, and giving can help to soften that heart and open our eyes to needs uh, in our community. So giving can do a lot for us. Giving can do a lot positively, but it is something that we are called to do biblically as well, like I said. And so uh, I, the reason that that would be, obviously, is because God knows that to give is healthy for us. To give is something that is good for us. He's not trying to steal your money. He's not trying to take what you have. But to give uh, is part of your financial life that is best for you uh, and will allow you to move forward with the healthiest financial life possible. And so like I said, we teach giving uh, here on Money's No Object, uh, but I teach it in a way uh, that is holistic to your finances. 
because I teach it along uh, with the other two pieces of the financial balance stool that I've called it before, right? A three-legged stool uh, of giving, saving, and spending. And I say that you should be doing all three at all times in differing proportions. And that's what I really want to talk about today is you take that giving part and you say, well, what proportion of my money needs to be going towards giving? Uh, and why is that important? Why does it matter how much of my money should be going towards giving? Uh, but this is all well outlined within the financial action plan. Um, and I don't tell you specific amounts. Hey, this is how much you should give here. This is how much you should give here. Uh, but I want to give you some just basic outlines of how I view it, uh, how I do it in my own life, and then how we are called to do it uh, biblically if you are a Bible-believing Christian. And even if you aren't, some of the concepts, some of the ideas are still going to be useful for you. Um, so don't miss out uh, on some of these really useful tips for giving uh, and for making the most impact with your money as possible. Now, some of you may be thinking, how in the world uh, can I give? How in the world with my income or with my debt or whatever in my life that is weighing me down can I be giving? Uh, and I, you know, I don't want to rain on your parade or break your excuse far too easily, uh, but you absolutely can give. Now, can you give in proportions that uh, somebody who you know has a lot of money, has no debt, has a really good income, uh, you know, doesn't have to worry about a lot of other things financially can? Probably not, but that does not mean that you can't do something. That does not mean that you can't start somewhere. And, you know, the truth of all of this is that we have to make giving a priority in our life. Well, uh, giving is something that should be done first and foremost in our budgeting process. So uh, if you just look through the lens of the financial action plan, uh, the first thing that I call everybody to do is, hey, let us uh, make a budget. Let's have a monthly budget, uh, at least monthly budget, laid out, written out, set, you know, set out for us to where we know what to do with our money every single month. And the first line on that monthly budget should be, giving, right? After you write down your income, the first expense line should be giving. And uh, so that means the first of the first thing that you should do in the financial action plan is plan to give. Uh, and I haven't talked about it specifically in these uh, terms before, but uh, that should be the first thing you plan for. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, let's all give till it hurts, uh, or, you know, let's give till you can't give anymore. What I'm saying is, and you know the Bible says it in 2 Corinthians 9, it says, the Lord loves a cheerful giver, right? So finding things that you are uh, passionate about, finding things that you uh, want to give to and that you can make an impact in is extremely important. Uh, and giving in a cheerful way, giving in a way uh, that you know you are doing good for others and you are happy and you are content uh, and you want to help others, uh, that is what we need to do. It's hard to be a cheerful giver if it means that your kids will be you know, without food. It's hard to be a cheerful giver if you can't buy clothes for your children, right? You need to take care of your own household. Uh, so obviously, if you're somebody who is in a place where you don't have a whole lot of income uh, or you have a lot of debt weighing you down, the, your ability to give is going to be less and less. But that does not mean that you shouldn't prioritize it. That does not mean that you should not do it. Obviously, we are not giving to receive gifts from God in return, uh, but it happens to work out a lot of times uh, when you live with an open hand, uh, things can come back to you. You live with an open hand, 
uh, and you know, you're far more open to being able to receive God's blessings and you're prepared to receive God's blessings. I mean, uh, you know, we've all heard the saying, you know, if you can be uh, responsible with little, then you can be responsible with much. So even if you don't have a lot of money to give right now, or you're not in a position uh, to you know, really give because of your debt or whatever it may be, then starting small and being able to be faithful with little uh, is very, very important. So start small uh, and then you can build yourself up in your comfortability of giving. And as you move into stronger parts of your financial life, you can give more and more as well. Now, the typical place that we start as far as how much to give, at least from a biblical context, uh, is the tithe, right? Which, uh, based on the Hebrew meaning uh, is literally a tent, right? And it's something that uh, we are called to give specifically to uh, the local church, right? And so 10% of your income specifically to the local church. And for those of you who have not uh, you know, systematically been giving or things like that, this may be a harder pill to swallow. 10% of my income, that's a lot. That's a, a substantial portion. Well, yes, it is, but that is a baseline like starting point uh, for you know Bible believing Christians as to how we should give uh, what we should be giving to. And because this custom of tithing is biblical, uh, many Christians and even Jews, because it is an Old Testament um, ideology, right? It's an Old Testament idea. Uh, we practice it as part of our faith. And while it's important to give your time. Uh, and your talents uh, to others by serving and doing things like that. The tithe is talking specifically about your money. And again, it's not because God wants your money. It's because God knows you're at your best when you are giving. Because as a Christian, all that we are trying to do is become more like God. We are trying to um, you know, be holy like He is holy. We're trying to strive uh, to that level uh, of being uh, what God is and trying to emulate the life of Jesus Christ, who was 100% God and 100% man. And in doing so, right, being generous is one of the first things right out of the door, because, uh, you know, how could God not be seen as generous? How could Jesus not be seen as generous, right? Uh, giving his own life for uh, the lives of all of humanity uh, on that cross. And so um, this is something that is extremely important, um, not just because of the money, but because uh, it aligns us better uh, with the life of Jesus Christ. It aligns us better with being more uh, like our creator. And that is extremely important. Now, if you give the tithe, right, which is, like I said, that's kind of the, the starting point, then there's the idea of offerings. We've all, you know, if you've been to church, you've heard of the idea of the offering. Well, offerings and tithes are, are a bit different uh, in nature. So uh, the tithe, again, is that 10%, uh, but the offering is what you offer above and beyond uh, the tithe. So the way I would set this up, especially if you're looking through the lens of the financial action plan and you're budgeting and you say, okay, well, the first thing I, I put there is my giving. Well, maybe you should put your tithe there, right? And put the 10% of your income and then start working your way down from there. And then once you get through uh, your expenses, your bills that are necessary, then you can come back and circle back to giving and say, okay, well, how much based on what I have now uh, can I continue to give uh, out of whatever I have. And this is what I do. This is what me and my wife do as far as our giving. We set up our budget, right? We start with the tithe. We work our way all the way down the budget. And then we circle back and say, okay, based on what we have left, how much more of this do we want to offer? How much more of this do we want to give uh, on top of the tithe? And again, it is not a matter of uh, giving till it hurts. It's not a matter of 
you know, I'm trying to, you know, buy my way to heaven. It's not, it's not a matter of those things. It's a matter of, I believe that I am called to give. I'm, I believe that I am called to help others. I believe I'm called to uh, not just spend all of my money on myself uh, and be selfish with my money. I mean, the Bible even says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, you notice it doesn't say money is the root of all kinds of evil, but the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So I don't want to fall into this place where I'm very selfish and I'm idolizing and loving money. And a way that helps us out of that is to be generous and to give to others and to give to your local church and things like that. And so uh, that is why we actually want to get into this place where we're tithing and we're giving offerings on top of of our tithes. But if you can at least start with the tithe wherever you are uh, and become more comfortable uh, with your level of giving, uh, then you can continue to move into this place of more and more generosity, uh, which is going to make you more and more content and happy with the impact that your money can make uh, in the lives of others. Because just buying things is a very uh, empty pursuit. And that's not to say that you, know, you shouldn't or, or can't, right? Part of financial balance is we need to be spending some money and enjoying some of our money, right? But the giving part uh, helps the stool to stand as well because if we lean too too far on any side of that stool, that stool will fall over, meaning uh, our financial life uh, will tumble. Our financial life uh, will not be what we want it to be. Uh, and our personal lives will not be what we want it to be because uh, it will be dominated by this certain area. Uh, either we will be too selfish uh, or you know we're doing things that uh, may not be financially responsible and not be able to take care of our own household and things like that. And so uh, that's why it is all a balancing act, but we do need to be giving uh, in a proportion that we think uh, is you know reasonable, first of all, and that we are called to be giving in our life. Now, we've all heard of individuals who, um, you know, oh, well, you know, God told me to, to give away everything that I had, right? God challenged me to give away everything that I had. This is a very real thing, right? This is a very real, um, you know, idea. You know, God uh, called the the man in the Bible to, hey, go and sell everything that you have and follow me. Well, the man walked away with his head down because he didn't want to uh, do that. He didn't want to give away all that he had. So Christ can ask that of you, but God's not going to ask that of you uh, just to keep everything that you have and have you live in poverty. Right, God's going to call that of you because he has a higher purpose for your life than just the things that you have. And so uh, if you think that's what you're called to, uh, if you're you know, called to that level of extreme generosity, uh, then that is perfectly fine. But you better make sure that that's God, right? You better make sure uh, that this is not just a wild hair. You need to pray about these things. You need to uh, seek biblical counsel. You need to talk to others uh, about what God is calling you to do. Uh, and if you know, that is in fact what God calls you to do, then by all means. Uh, but we have to understand that, um, you know, giving in an extremely generous way also requires that we have money to give extremely generously. And so that kind of moves me to uh, my discussion of, you know, when you work through the financial action plan, you know, how are we going to give as we move along? Well, obviously, uh, when you're really early on the financial action plan, you're just trying to save one month of expenses, right? Um, it's going to be hard to give a lot when you don't even have a month of expenses in the bank. Uh, and then when you're moving from that uh, to just you know starting your basic investing in an employer-sponsored retirement account with a match, uh, again, you're still not in a place where you can give extremely generously, right? Because by doing uh, the match, we are starting our 
saving, investing idea by uh, putting money into an emergency fund, one month of expenses, then we're doing our saving, right? We are doing these things uh, to be able to keep the financial balance stool uh, standing up. And so then you move into paying off all consumer debt. Well, if you don't, if you have a lot of debts, that's going to be a drain on your cash flow. And the less cash flow you have, uh, the less will be your ability uh, to give elsewhere. The less will be your ability to provide more in the way of offerings and give in the ways that you want to give. Uh, and so once you get past that, uh, and then you get to the fifth step of the financial action plan, where you're actually uh, saving up four to six months of uh, expenses in an emergency fund, uh, then you're at a point where you are in a financially strong point. Now everything that you have to allocate as far as your money is literally going towards things that you want to spend money on, you're investing, and you're giving. And so at that point, that's where if you've just been giving your tithe, that might be a point where you can say, okay, well, I'm in a financial situation where uh, I can start offering more. I can start doing more uh, that I want to do in the way of giving. And that can be a very freeing step uh, for many, many people. Now, not only that uh, part of the financial action plan can be freeing, uh, once you get to the point uh, where you are now investing and then trying to pay off your home, if you pay off your home, that's a lot of freed up cash flow in your budget as well. And if you free up that amount of cash flow, then guess what? Uh, you can use some of it to give. You can use some of it uh, to, to offer right on top of your tithe. And so that uh, is an extremely huge part uh, of everything that we have going within the financial action plan. And then, you know, above and beyond all of these things, right, we want to be maxing out our investments. But then you notice the last part of the financial action plan is to give extremely generously, right? Uh, give in a way that you've never given before, because that is where you're going to find contentment. You will not find contentment in uh, your investment accounts or in your savings or in what you will find contentment uh, in being able to use your money for a higher calling, for uh, the good of others, for the good of those around you, for your local church, for uh, you know any type of charity, nonprofit that you uh, are very passionate about. You will be able to uh, find contentment that you've never found before in those places. And that's what we want, right? We want uh, to maintain contentment with our money because it will maintain our financial balance as well. And so um, once you get to that point, then give like crazy, do crazy things. Because you have to think, if you have that much free money at your disposal and you're not giving it, uh, then you can be really enamored by the idea of, I have all of this money, but we can't continue to look at money as our own. We have to look at money as it is God's money. I am the manager of God's money and I have to manage it well. That's not to say that I can't do fun things on my own because part of financial balance is spending. That's not to say I shouldn't invest because part of financial balance is saving or investing. But uh, the other part is we need to be giving in a proportion uh, that is equivalent to the part of life uh, that we are in. And again, for those of you who don't think that you can give, you don't have the income to give, you don't, you're not in the position to give, I want to uh, just give you a, a quick uh, story from uh, the Bible that is told very often, and um, I think that it can suit you well for where you are at uh, and can spur you towards giving even in uh, the current place that you're at financially. There was a woman who went and gave into the offering box in the temple uh, and uh, she gave these two coins, and it was all that she had. Uh, and Jesus observed this, and Jesus and the disciples observed this. And there were all other types of rich people and all other types of uh, individuals who were giving uh, lots and lots more than she was. Uh, but Jesus said that she had given more than anybody else who was there because 
she gave all that she had, right? It was in proportion uh, to what she was uh, able to do, she did, right? And that's not to say just go and give everything that you have if you don't have much, but it's to say that everything that you give proportional to somebody who has a lot more than you uh, is going to be uh, a greater burden, right? It's going to be a greater uh, amount relative to what you have. And that will not go unnoticed. That is a, you know, definitely a good place to start. And if you don't feel like your money uh, can make a difference in people's lives, well, maybe not in the amount, uh, but maybe in the you know ability to make you more content in your life. Maybe it has an impact on you first, and then as you give more, then you can have a bigger impact on others. Um, you know, giving is just so important. Giving is something that is just integral uh, to our lives. It, it needs to be a big part of our lives because if we're just looking at ourselves and what we can do for ourselves, uh, then we are not going to be content. We're not going to be happy. Uh, we're not going to be able to uh, you know live the full lives that we want to live. Um, and not to mention, uh, we will not be emulating the life of Jesus Christ, uh, which is something that as a Bible-believing Christian, I believe we should be trying to do. And in being generous, that is exactly what you are doing. Now, let me circle back to something that I alluded to earlier, and I want to make sure that we are on the same page on. Uh, if you are somebody who is deeply in debt, and I know that the place we are in financially uh, as a country and as a people as a whole, uh, and where we've been for quite a while, is people are deeply, deeply in debt. And if you are using every last dollar uh, of your income every single month just to pay debt, you're listening to this episode like, how in the world uh, am I going to give 10% of what I have? Then I won't be able uh, to pay my bills. Listen, I hear you, right? I hear what you were saying. I hear uh, your concern. I hear that, um, you know, in your current situation, it would literally put you under if you tried to give away 10% of your income, right? But let's do this. Let's just concede that if you can't give away 10% of your income, that means you are living above your means, right? Meaning you are either spending too much relative to the income that you make, or you don't make much, if any, income at all. And guess what? These are things that we can change, right? These are things that we can impact in our own lives. And so, if the first thing that you need to do before you jump into giving is to get some small things in place to where you can uh, give at least at a 10% of your income type of level, uh, then that is what you need to do. You need to start working the financial action plan. You need to get in a place where you can finally save up one month of expenses. You need to get in a place uh, where you know you can pay off your consumer debts uh, or at least the debts that are holding you back. And then once you get to a place where 10% of your income has been freed, uh, then you can actually go ahead and give that. And that's not me saying, uh, let's just work the financial action plan and not give until we get in a point where we're completely out of debt and all this. That's not what I'm saying. Even when you're in debt, tithing is still an important concept. It is still something that should not be put on hold uh, because that is still an important part of our financial balance. But uh, if you are in a place where you absolutely cannot scrape up, give what you can until you get to that 10%. And then once you get there, uh, then work the plan all the way until the point where you can really step into uh, greater offerings and, and being able to give more freely. And you know, all that this is about, all that we are really talking about today is financial freedom. And that's something that I preach all the time, but why is this so important to financial freedom? Uh, because if we can get to this place where we even can give, right? It is freeing us up financially. If we get to a place uh, where we can give extremely generously, 
uh, then think about how free financially you must be in order to uh, do that type of giving and being able to do some radical uh, you know, offerings, some huge gifts maybe at some point where you are giving and impacting people's lives uh, in ways that I cannot even imagine. I mean, I, I think about this, just a recent example based on uh, you know, what I've, I've read and you know, a couple articles talking about uh, Ramsey Solutions. So I, I've talked about Dave Ramsey before on this show, and I've talked about uh, you know, how he's really impacted uh, my life and the way that I choose to do things with my money. Well, his organization, Ramsey Solutions, uh, paid off uh, the debt of 8,000 individuals. Uh, and that is outrageous giving, right? You just think if those 8,000 individuals just had $1,000 of debt, well, that's $8 million at least uh, that you could assume that they gave. And you just have to think that's an extremely large amount of money. I think estimates for how much they gave are somewhere around $10 million. And don't you wish that you could make an impact in the lives of others like that? Don't you wish that you could help others get out of uh, financial hardships like that? Well, guess what? You can, right? You can. Maybe not today you can't, uh, but you have to also think that, you know, Dave Ramsey and his organization, they didn't just decide one day, yep, let's just give away $10 million and they'd never given before. No, this was a muscle that they were working. They're constantly giving. They're constantly being generous as an organization and Dave Ramsey as an individual, constantly being generous. And in doing so, Right When you get to this position where you can give radically, you can give in large amounts and make impacts on others' lives, you're not likely to shy away from it. You're likely to lean into it and actually decide that that is something that you want to do. And you can really make a huge impact as they did in the lives of others. And that's what I want for all of us. I want us to be able to make huge impacts in the lives of others, be content with what we have, um, and be able to work a financial plan. We are financially free, right? We're financially literate. We understand what's going on. Uh, we're financially independent to where we can deal with our own uh, finances and don't have to rely on uh, you know, borrowing money or things of the like, uh, and that we can be uh, the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. And in doing so, being generous, giving money uh, is a huge part of that. And I hope that if you aren't in this place yet where you are giving and giving generously, then you would definitely consider um, becoming somebody like this and understanding that this is the best version of you. This is the best version of ourselves that we can be where we are giving, where we are being generous um, and allowing God to be uh, you know, the owner of the money because it is his money and we are just the managers. And hopefully we can all be good managers and do what he has called us to do with what he has given. Thanks for watching this video, guys. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments below if you haven't done so already, and I'll be sure to respond to anything that you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then be sure to uh, subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need help in your financial life, creating a plan that would work for you and staying accountable to that plan over the long term. I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about saying no and how that can be extremely important to your long-term financial health. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.